Hello, and welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. My name is David Vanderveen. I've been fortunate enough to build businesses around the world with thousands of entrepreneurs. You can find out more about me at davidvanderveen.com. But, you know, as I've traveled the world and, and had these opportunities to meet and work and, and alongside a lot of very interesting people, the question that I keep getting is, how can I create the life that I want? How can I create the brand, the behaviors, the, the culture that motivate and drive me? And so this podcast is dedicated to those questions. It's interviewing other people who are on that journey, as well as telling some of my own stories that I hope will help anyone who's wanted to start their own company, create their own brand, build their own life, figure out how to do it for themselves. The simple answer is there are no simple answers, but I think that if we work together and if we interact and if we workshop, we can figure out great ways to move forward in life and create a life worth living, a life with purpose and meaning, a life that makes us all a little bit more kick aspirational. Welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. I'm Dave Vanderveen, and today we have Dante Whitner, uh, not only one of the best safeties, strong safeties in the NFL, but uh, also a commentator now. You're doing some amazing commentary and, and doing a lot of great stuff. Um, Dante Demetrius Whitner Sr. Uh, is a former professional NFL uh, American strong safety. He played college football at Ohio State. Uh, the Ohio State the, University. The Ohio David. State University. The. You know, I grew up a University of Michigan fan. So oh, I'm, sorry it, to hear that. <laughs> you know, so you, you guys got us this year. <laughs> yeah. Past two years, right? Yeah, right. You guys well, beat us. But, but there was about know, a decade where we missed it. A decade, <laughs> and we'll be back this year. Yeah, so yeah. the Ohio State University. The, the Ohio State University. I like that. You were drafted by the Buffalo. Low Bills, Absolutely. right? You were eighth overall in the 2006 NFL Draft. You also played for the 49ers. You played with Patrick Willis. Is Patrick that right? Willis, Navarro Bowman, Aldis Smith. Yeah. They had an all-star squad. You guys had a great team. And, and I was I was up in uh, in the Bay Area, so I'm a big big Niners fan. You played for the Cleveland Browns yes. and for the Washington Redskins. Washington I grew up Redskins. a Hogs fan, so um, you, you hit some of my favorites there. That's awesome. Yeah, I had some of my favorites. I don't know if I would put Washington on there. <laughs> yeah, no. It was a really iffy year. Wasn't I was great. Yeah, towards yeah. the end of my career. It was, <laughs> right. you know, but. The, the other three, I, I, I played a long time with those three teams. You did. You did a great job. Um, so you're currently an NFL TV analyst with NBC Sports, um, NFL and, and the CFA, CFB analyst with CBS Sports, and you're the president of the NFLPAOC chapter, and of course you're an investor in public and private markets, including... Uh, our, our company, Nirvana. Absolutely. And I'm a partner at a family office, Kirkland oh, Hills Capital, Okay. with my partner, James Luckhart, Oh yeah. where we teach a lot of the athletes passive income. We give them the formula to build passive income and generational wealth, help them leverage it, their portfolios, do pledge asset lending, so they have passive income coming from real estate as well. So I think that that business right there is one of my core. That's that's what I'm really passionate about. With Kirtland, with, with James. With Kirtland Hills Capital, yeah. because I see so many guys that go through financial distress when it doesn't have to be this way. Right. And they've already won and they've, they've made a lot of money. Already made a lot of money, and let's protect it. Now yeah. you have to protect it, get the right people around you so you can invest it properly so that you don't have issues when you retire. That's awesome. Are you involved with RX3? I am involved with RX3. I'm an investor in RX3. That's great. So throughout this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, we'll be attending those events and uh, hopefully everybody is blown away with this Nirvana Super Bowl. I think they will be. I'm, a, I'm also an LP in, in uh, RX3, so yes. it's it's great to be together yeah. in that as well. It's funny how the world comes together. Yes, sir. So let's talk about your career a little bit. Um, there's so many facets to who you are. We know about your incredible 11-year NFL career, but maybe there's some things that we don't know about. So, um, 
you've been out of the NFL for seven years now. How did you navigate your move post-NFL career? Like, how did you get into, for example, working with James and the things you're doing now and investing? Well, getting into working with James, it happened over time. We met with, I trained with a guy named Tim Robertson in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. He trained me since I was 10 years old all the way through the NFL draft. Oh, wow. James, uh, probably around my year seven or eight, was training for the Navy Naval Academy test. And we would have, you know, small conversations here and there about investing. But at that time, I was so caught up with playing football. Now, nah, James, I'm not really trying to hear that, right? Yeah. Until one day... My financial advisor called me and said, hey, you're up 7% on your portfolio. And he's like, you should be proud. So then after getting off the phone with my previous financial advisor, I called James. I said, James, what does it mean that I'm up 7% on my portfolio? He said, nothing. I said, what do you mean nothing? He said, well, what's the benchmark? I said, what do you, what's the benchmark? Oh, light bulb went off. I know nothing about my personal finances. Wow. So after taking a step back, retiring, I took the time to study for the Series 65, seven months of study. Wow. Right? T took it, passed it on my first try. Wow. Because I saw an area there where the athletes, if I was being deceived and manipulated by my financial advisor, right. I really wasn't compounding my money the way that I was supposed to after an 11-year career, then what's going on with a lot of the other guys in the NFL? So, What's a Series 65 real quick? Just explain that to the audience because maybe not everybody knows what that is. It's a financial test that you take to make sure you understand the rules, the regulations, and investment procedures. Financial literacy. Financial literacy, the do's and the don'ts, right? It tells you about security, lending. It tells you what the S&P 500 is. It goes through base one as an investor all the way through high level. So until you get this information, you can't really advise any of the athletes of on yeah. what to do with their finances. So I had to go through that period of seven, eight months of studying it and then take the test. So that gives you the knowledge and credibility to be able to communicate and help other people make their investments, not just yourself. Absolutely. And that's what it took. So the same um, criterias and, and, and work ethic it takes to be a professional football player, a college football player, it takes for an NFL player to take a step back to understand his finances. So that's something that we preach as well. It's not just let us do this for you. Right. Let's give you the education so you can realize and understand when somebody's doing right by you and when they're underperforming. So what are the benchmarks you look for for investment now? I mean, so in the past, someone was just telling you where they landed. Like, yes. hey, we made 7%. And you're like, is that good or bad? I mean, it should be higher or lower. And who knows, right? What are the benchmarks that you think about today? Well, the benchmarks that we think about today is the S&P 500. That's for anybody. The fireman, that's, the that police the officer. Yeah. That's the school teacher. That's my mom. That's James' mom. People that yep. don't have investment expertise, S&P 500, 9.98% annualized returns right and when we look so that's at standard and poor's that's standard so yep. it's pretty much 10 percent right so if you have an advisor that can create alpha over that 10 percent which is returns plus 10 percent right then he's probably earning his fees if right. you have a guy and you look at the data and statistics right now the average retail advisor can only return you 3.8%. These are the guys that the, 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 the NFL and NBA players are dealing with. Right. And then they take 1% from you. So right. they're netting you 2.8%. Right. The rule of 72 says that if you divide that number into 72, it's going to take you almost 30 years to double your principal. Wow. That's how the athletes and the financial advisors that they deal with are investing their money. These are athletes that need 7 to 15% returns annually. Right. Not 2, 3, 4% 4, 4 returns. Sure. So first and foremost, we let them 
them know that, hey, a lot of the guys that you guys are dealing with, this is all they can return you because they don't have that high-level expertise right. from Wall Street. Right. So once they understand that, they understand benchmarks, now they can hire and fire and be the CEO of their finances. But until you know that information, right. you're really just stuck. I was just talking to Jonathan Stewart, who's a good friend I've known for years. Mm-hmm. And you know Jonathan? Jonathan Stewart, yes. Um, when we first started to, to, to do business with Nirvana and get interested, we were all on a call together. Jonathan Stewart, Patrick Willis, all of us together. Cool. Played against him a long time. Very, yeah. very when good running back. Panthers. Yeah. So, a good friend of mine. I've known him and his wife for, for years. And uh, I was just talking. He called me the other day. Uh, it was literally like two months ago. We were talking about Nirvana a little bit, but he said, we were talking about investing primarily, and he said, you know, I just finally realized, and maybe it was through talking with you, that, you know, I was just being told what my returns were, rather than saying, what should they be? What should the benchmarks be? Where, where should we be hitting? What was the target, right? Because if you don't have a target, you have you, you're never going to hit it. Yeah. Right, so when we look at a lot of the athletes, and a lot of it is predatory, and you have to know that when you come into money, you've been dealing with scarcity all your life. Right. And then you come into money, there's going to be a lot of vultures around you. Yeah. And they're not going to want to educate you because they want to keep you as dumb as possible so right. they can use you for as long as possible. Right. So that's the first thing that we do when we talk to the guys. We give them the, the, the knowledge, the, the intricate, and we break it down in simplistic form. So James will speak at a high level and talk about the market and the returns and the formulation of a plan and the implementation of a plan. Right. But with me, I take the information that he gives and I break it down in a simplistic manner, which is how a synergy from being able to be on TV and break down the game, football game, yep. for fans at home, so it's not yep. so high level. Same idea. It's very synergetic when it's talking to the athletes about finances right. and how to compound their wealth, right? right? Talking about the rule of 70T, talking about venture and private equity being at the top of the triangle, right. how too many athletes are heavily invested in venture and private equity or, before or they their even have their base. Yeah, exactly. You don't even have your own base set up. And when we right. talk about baseline, is how much money your W-2 money is making you consistently. Right. 15% returns is what a lot of the top 1% families look for. Sure. So if the athletes can just do that, right, just implement these plans. Just start there. Start yeah. there. Yeah. With, maybe it might be the S&P 500, right? Sure. Then you can get into dividend growth Index stocks. Fund or something. You can yeah, get into yeah. disrupting stocks and all these different things, but primarily it's... Let's get your base Let's get your base. And then let's build on top of that. Yeah. Let's get you passive income coming in to meet your fixed costs sure. so that when you retire, you don't have issues. Right. That's the main problem with the professional athletes is not that you don't have money. Spending principle. You yeah. never found a way to make that money make money. Right. So that's the problem. That's great. So as we're, as we're thinking through some of that and talking about this, um, how did what you did in the NFL, the discipline, the, the, you know, the daily grind, the putting in the work, how did that connect to how you're thinking about finances today and working in the financial markets today? Well, I think it all, it's all synergetic. And yep. so many times when athletes' career ends abruptly, they feel like, oh my God, my world ended. What do I do now? My colleagues disappeared. My coaches disappeared. Who am I now? Right? Yeah. Who am I now? How do I build from the ground up and restructure my life? Right. For me, I took a step back and looked at my life and where I wanted to go. I looked at my finances and I realized I didn't know anything much about my finances. Right. Which is why I employed the help of my now business partner, James Luthard, right. to help me with these things. And then now you have to write things down and you have to formulate a plan. What do you want to do with this next phase of your life? For me, it was to get into 
venture capital. It was to get into private equity. It was to understand my own portfolio better than I did through my 11-year NFL career. Right. And it was to get into real estate as well. Leverage that portfolio, but what's the plan for that? Right. right? There's a plan for that. There's a lot of education that comes along with that. There's a lot of study that comes along with that. Absolutely. As an athlete, you have to study every day. You have yep. to study your playbook. You have to watch the film. You have to lift a certain amount of weights. You have to put a certain amount of time in the weight room. You have to do it's your repetition job. on yeah. the field. Yep. It's no different from when you take a step back, but you have to lower your ego. Right. You have to know that, yeah, you were here as an, an NFL, NBA player, but how many guys make a, a parallel transition to their second career? It's not many. Well, you got to start back at the bottom again. You start and back build, at the build, bottom. Build back up. This yeah. is a psychological hit because how long have you been dealing with fame? People pat you on the back, the right. crowd cheering your name, and now you're going to uh, the <laughs> next over. transition yeah, is yeah. starting over from the bottom. Right. So you're going to have to take that ego hit. You're going to have to take everything that comes along with starting at the bottom, but you understand that every step is a progression to the ultimate goal, and that's to have you know, success as a top 1% person in the next transitional phase of your life. So that's what I did personally. And I enlisted the people that I developed relationships that were high level top 1% in these different fields to help me. So you were talking about the predatory nature of other people treating athletes, you know, keeping them sort of uneducated so that they could sort of take advantage of them or, you know, do what they want with them, I would say. Um, when you're dealing with athletes, I'm sure many of them who are friends, how do you treat them differently? How, do you have an educational program that you put them through so that they become educated about finances? Yes, we have an educational program and we developed it, me and James, uh, together. Well, we have a hierarchy triangle. We keep it very simple and we show them this is where guys should be investing and this is why at the bottom of the triangle, yeah. building your base, getting passive income coming in. The second level is for the dividend growth and you're getting 15 plus percent returns, yeah. right? Yeah. Passive income. At that point, you can leverage passive income. I mean, pledge asset lending for low rates right. to go out and buy multi-units to get yeah. more passive more income. income. Yeah. Once you get that passive income rolling and you meet your fixed cost and you'll reinvest in these dividends. Now you can play at the top of the triangle with the venture and private equity. So what I talk to them is I give them my background. There's already a relatability factor there because I come from their socioeconomic backgrounds, right? I have the relatability factor from playing at Ohio State, coming from urban community, making it to the NFL, being in those locker rooms. So a lot of times when I approach the athletes, they're all ears and they're ready to listen. Right. Now it's about the message and the messenger really pulling those guys in and making them gravitate towards us. Once they really see the message and we put it in a simplistic manner, the guys are all on board right. because they've never heard this stuff before, which is crazy to me. Right. If you have a financial advisor, you're in the NFL, you're a 1% NFL player, you're 1% in your field, and no one's, no one's you should have a 1% advisor yeah, yeah. in your field that Absolutely. should educate you 100%. and be a fiduciary and not be working for the company that they're working for, UBS, Merrill Lynch, and selling you products right. and taking all these hidden fees off of you. Sure, and and, and basically benefiting at, at your principal. And yeah, right? and then yeah. once you're out of the league and that passive income isn't rolling and that principal starts to shrink, start to get margin calls, and you know, now they want you to go 
and manage your money on your own. And that's where the predatory comes into right. issue that's, with the players. That's where you meet people who, whether it's athletes or celebrities or people who've made a lot of money but aren't keeping a close eye on how it's being managed or managing it themselves, all of a sudden they wake up one morning and the money's not there anymore. The money's not performing. Absolutely. And then, David, this is where we have to have empathy for a lot of people that come from the backgrounds that I come from. We didn't have parents to sit us at the table and say, here's the Wall Street Journal. Right. Here's a benchmark. Right. This is the stock market. Right. This is what this means. A lot of guys deal with scarcity all their lives, and everybody in their in their group or their network is in a scarce situation. Sure. So when that one person gets the money, everybody's attacking, right? Sure, sure. There's no formulation, no formulation of a plan to, I'm your parent, to build I'm your wealth. Sibling, I'm, a, I'm an uncle. Or they eight, want yeah. money as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. They don't understand the plan, so they don't understand how to build wealth. Right. So that's why it's almost virtually impossible for a player that comes from no, those environments to compound and build wealth and build generational it's, wealth. It's flowing out pretty it's fast. It's flowing out pretty fast, and you don't yeah. see a problem because you don't know it's a problem. Right. So it's it's one thing if you're you know fortunate enough to have gotten to like the NFL or some some level where you're making a lot of money, and now you're learning how to save it and and have it work for you. What would you say to somebody who doesn't have the benefit of making it to the NFL or, you know, maybe they're they're a young person who's just getting started, maybe coming out of a difficult community or not? I mean, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. If you don't have any money, you don't have any money. But how would you help a young person think about, you know, making money, saving money? Do you have to make a bunch of money to start saving it and investing it or can you start without much money? You don't have to make a bunch of money to start saving it and investing it. And what most people don't know is if you put $5,000 in a Roth IRA every year right. for 15, 16, 17 years, you should have over a million dollars with compound interest. Sure. So you can open that free app on your phone, like all the apps we yeah, have so on our phone. explain what a Roth IRA is to people. Well, it's, a, it's a, an investment tool where where um, it's pre-tax dollars. It's right? pre-tax dollars, but it's it's, it's maximized up to five thousand dollars a year, for, pretty much in place of a four hundred one k for sure. a lot of people. Right. And you can what is that three hundred, two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars every two weeks well, or and, something like that. Yeah. And most people don't realize you won't even probably notice it coming out of your paycheck because it's pre-tax dollars. You right? won't. How much do we spend on just nonsense with five thousand sure. dollars a year? Going to dinner. You can go on yeah, three yeah. dinners a month right, right. and spend one thousand dollars. Right? right now, you got four thousand to go for the whole year. Right. You can buy a pair of shoes or a Louis Vuitton bag. Right now, you're at your max of five thousand dollars. Right, if you take that money and spread it out and put it in the Roth RA and let it compound, right, this is where you can be a millionaire. It's amazing, and if and I think to your point, if people put it on autopilot, mm -hmm. like I'm going to set up a Roth IRA, I'm going to make sure that that money is going into my automatically, Roth IRA, out of my automatically. I'm never even going to see it, not going to touch it, never going to hit my pocket, never going to hit my bank account. And I'm not, I'm not going to notice much difference in my take-home pay. And you're, you're magically just saving money that's compounding, right? Absolutely. And when I think about that situation, it's similar for NFL players. In the NFL, they match us 3 to 1 on our 401k. Wow. So where I think you can do 15 to 20,000, they'll match you 3 to 1. Wow. So if you play Wait, eight, so if you're putting 10,000 in, what they, or 5,000 in, what are they matching you? If you're putting 5,000 in, they're going to put 15,000. So if we put 15,000, <laughs> they're putting 45,000. So you should just be maxing. Maxing out every year. You know yeah. how many guys we see that take that 15,000 and go buy a watch? Right. Or a necklace or something. Well, and that that fifteen thousand is costing you forty five. Forty five thousand, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then compounding it every year, and you're missing out on opportunity costs the, yeah, yeah. of compounding and compounding. So it's even greater than that right. of an investment that you're missing out on. So right now, after eleven years in the NFL, 
I probably have $1.7 million in my 401k. That's amazing. If I would have taken that 15000 out of any of those That's going to be compounding until you retire. Compounding until yeah. you retire and even so I'm in my 40s and 50s, right. it'll get up to about four and a half, five million million. That's amazing. Why wouldn't I take that 15000 which I'm an NFL player and the money is flowing, yeah. why do I need the 15000 yeah. I don't need it. No. Right? I just don't understand the investment and, and you won't miss it if it's going into a savings device. You won't miss it. But a lot of guys, they see it, they've never had money. So in that moment, when they're sitting in that meeting, they say, hey, go ahead and allocate this 15000 Like, no, 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 I need my money right now because they don't understand compound interest. Right. They don't understand the investment tool that they're actually neglecting. Right, that's amazing. And, and you're helping them understand that so that they will do it and take advantage of it. All of it, work for them. all of it. Um, so you've also become an investor here in Nirvana. Yes. Um, what, what was it that attracted you to Nirvana? Do you use the products every day? Do you believe in the products? Tell me about kind of use your- Use the products yeah. every day. I get the shipments in, I put them immediately in the refrigerator. I give them to my friends. Um, I'm in a network of people that are really good with evaluating companies, recognizing what are the top companies in the world. You have to believe it, the top 1% do business together right. in the venture and the private equity fields. So when Nirvana Water came along, I never want to connect myself with something that I don't do on a daily. Right. So I work out every morning at 5.30 in the morning. Right. Right. Supplements, caffeine, You're staying in energy shape, drink. By the way. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. look at that, look at that. Yeah, you yeah. see, almost 38 years old right now. That's you amazing. See? Right, so this is in alignment with my lifestyle. I like to stay hydrated, drink a gallon and a half of water every day. Right. I want to maintain my muscle mass. I want to have energy so that I can get that pump during my workout. Right. I want to recover properly. So, and then I'm into, be, I'm huge into Buddhism, right? Oh, great. I'm into proper speech, proper hearing, proper smell and, and sights and right. sounds. And when you look at the name Nirvana, that's what that means. Yeah. It's the end of all of that process and your journey, the spirituality, and that's the final step it's to the spirituality right? yeah. journey and enlightenment. So right. when the name came along with the taste and it was part of my lifestyle, I knew that it was it was part it was for me. That's awesome. What do you think about the new products? I love the new product. I love it. I think it's refreshing. I think that the flavor is right on. I think that, you know, the HMB for what it does for the muscles and maintaining your muscle mass without actually having to pump a lot of weight, right. I think it's great for everybody, not just athletes, but you know, elderly, young kids that might be sick, people all over the world. So I love the new product, I love the new flavors. I think that the packaging is phenomenal. Thank you. The packaging makes you, it actually makes you want to pick it up and see right. what it's about. What is this, how do I, yeah. How, how is it, and yeah. it, it's almost a scientific thing. So when you look at Nirvana Sciences, the packaging looks like something you might see in some science lab. That's awesome, thank you very much for that. Thanks for making time for us today. This has been a, a great journey with you. I love what you're doing with uh, helping people understand finances. We all need it. Yes. And, and frankly, it doesn't matter where you grow up, we all need to get better at managing our own finances. And it sounds like you and James and, and Kirtland have really done a great job helping people do that. So yeah, we're gonna continue to do it. And we, we know that we have to have empathy for everybody. Yeah. When you work on Wall Street, that's specialized information. Right? Everybody don't have specialized information. They don't have the dip discipline to implement it. They don't have the network of people to really understand it. Right. So this is what we're giving the guys. We're giving you the education. We're giving you how to formulate the proposition that we're giving you. And then we're gonna stay on you to make sure that you're hitting those certain goals and benchmarks. So it's great. It's actually fulfilling. 
when you can actually help the trajectory of a family transform their life transform their lives so that they can be on coast mode instead of always so scrambling, scrambling and, scrambling yeah, and going have through a safety blanket have a safety net yeah. what, uh, what's the name of the website that people wanted to find more information about Kirtland where do they find that KirtlandHillsCapital.com it's K-I-R-T-L-A-N-D H-I-L-L-S.com and it'll give you a whole breakdown of everything that we that we do for not only the athletes we have high level CEOs you know Whirlpool family all these different families that we work with wow. and do dividends for so yeah it, it'll be good KirtlandHillsCapital.com KirtlandHillsCapital.com that's Kirtland with a T yep. not to be confused with Kirkland uh, yeah, yeah Kirtland Kirt- with a T it's Kirtland with a T K-I-R-T-L-A-N-D H-I-L-L-S dot com. com yes awesome thank you brother appreciate thank you, the time David. today yeah, thank you big pleasure Awesome. Thank you for joining another episode of the Kick Aspirational Podcast. You know, the most important thing to remember is this is not a spectator sport. What I'm deeply interested in is hearing about your stories and answering your questions. What does your life look like? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the barriers that you're trying to break through? Because at the end of the day, the Kick Aspirational Podcast is about helping people break through barriers of their own. I'd love to hear what you're working on. I'd love to join you in your battles. And most importantly, whatever you do today, please, among all other things, be Kick Aspirational.